Welcome to Beauty and the Gee, the podcast about jujitsu and so much more. I'm Jen Eads, a one-stripe blue belt full of curiosity and questions about all the things jujitsu. And I'm AJ Klingerman, a Brazilian jujitsu black belt obsessed with jujitsu. And today we are talking about five things to instantly make your jujitsu better. Today, the next time you set foot in the gym, this is going to help. I like it. It's yeah. Big pressure. <laughs> I know. Well, because after class, between class and when we pressed record on this episode, and we actually had the conversation of, what are we going to talk about today? Because, <laughs> you know, we come prepared. Right. I was like, what are five things I could do better tomorrow when I show up? I like and it. you magically came, came up, up with, with five things yeah. as, as the coach that you are. <laughs> I basically was like, give me a subject and a number and all. <laughs> yeah. I like how this content creation works. This is why we are a team. That is correct. That is correct. <laughs> I can press buttons and you can think of things to say. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get started. What is number one on your list? So I think a little bit, we start before you get to jujitsu. Okay. Um, and I think that starts with eating right for your body. Mm-hmm. So like some people can eat anything and train hard and feel fine. Great. Great for you. Suck that that's not my but <laughs> I'm so jealous, but you know, like great for you. Um, but I think just in general, like if it means you might have like low blood sugar or something like that, making sure you do eat something before you come train so that your blood sugar doesn't bottom out. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, like me, I know I can't eat like Thai food before I come train because it just sits so heavy and I feel, <laughs> you know, like, or I don't really want to eat greasy food before I come train. And I'm not saying I don't eat those things, yeah, but that might be like an after training food or it might be, you know, like a non-training day food or something, mm-hmm. but eating right for your body. So making sure that you are eating Yes. Um, and that it is something that won't upset your stomach or make you feel lethargic mm-hmm. when you're training. Yeah, I could actually be better about that. Yeah. Do you tend, so you train a lot in the mornings. Do you tend to eat it all before you come in? I'll eat like a granola bar yeah. or something, mo- mainly just so I don't f- get hangry and act like a troll. Well, I appreciate that. That's, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, you know, maybe a little extra protein or something would be good. Yeah. All right. I'm going to add that to my my morning routine. Yes. Maybe a protein smoothie or something. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Okay. I'll try that and let you know how it goes. Okay. Sounds good. What's number two on the list? Again, starting before you even get to training, it's be hydrated. I do that. I drink a lot of water. That's good. And honestly, like, I don't just think about the water I had that day. I think about the water I had the day before. Mm -hmm. You know, like, if I'm doing something, I want to make sure, like, I get in enough water today for tomorrow. Because, you know, that's kind of how getting dehydrated works. (laughs) (laughs) You have to, like, really prepare ahead of time. Make sure you're drinking enough water every day, not just on training days. And, you know, like, maybe supplementing something like, Element uh, T. So we love Element T. They gave us swag for yeah, role model camp, yeah. which was like six different kinds of their stay salty things or like a liquid IV, uh, something like that to add to your water. Don't drink a lot of those. One a day is great. If you drink too much, you can get kidney stones. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cause it's too much salt. Right. Uh-huh, so, yeah. you know, you don't want to drink it in every bottle of water, but in a bottle of water every day really helps you with any lack of hydration. 
add that to the list too. <laughs> I'm very basic. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. At least you're getting in lots of water. Right. I think it definitely helps for people who aren't drinking like a yeah. gallon a day. Like if they're struggling to get in a couple bottles, one of those should definitely have something else in it. I think I'm not a nutritionist, but I think it really helps. It helps me a lot to be hydrated. Yeah. And the water just tastes better in my handy dandy role model water bottle. Right. <laughs> so beautiful. But I like having that because then I'm at least, I know how much I've had to drink and it's kind of just a way for me to measure and yeah. keep track of, oh, I've had one so far today. I need to make sure I'm having more. Oh, I got at least two in. That's much better than I used to do. Yeah. So it's just a way for me to kind of measure at least what my intake is. Yeah, definitely. We fly out to Vegas. And so, you know, like that's something we just throw one of our role model water bottles in our backpack empty. And then when we get on the other side of TSA, we fill them up. So we make sure to have water on the plane. Nice. Yeah. Cause like, that's a really good way to be dehydrated is on an airplane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's good to stay hydrated when you're playing, when you're flying. Yeah. Especially when you're going to compete. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about number three on the list? All right, purple belts, you're going to hate me for this. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, purple and above, kind of. But uh, do the warm-ups. Why? Well, one, they're like, warm your body up. <laughs> like, man, it's so weird that all these high-ranking people have so many injuries. It's probably because they've trained so long. No, it's because they stopped doing warm-ups. <laughs> it's because they stopped warming their body up. I actually listened to a podcast. It was one of the Limitless Radio podcasts mm -hmm. with Birdman on it, who okay. is uh, a Henzo Gracie black belt. And um, he's a black belt. And he will tell you, no matter where he goes, if he takes, you know, like he's doing a class with somebody else, he's doing the warmups. And he said he's had people tell him, like, you don't you don't have to do this. And he's like, of course I do. <laughs> like, and he's 55. Yeah. You know, so he's still down there doing the shrimps and whatever else the warmups are. And I just think that's a really good lesson for everyone. Do the warmups. Mm -hmm. There's a reason that you're doing them. Do yeah. them. I can tell you at 50, I will always. Yep. Do the warm-ups. Yeah. Because, okay, even before we came into class today, I was sitting in the Jeep, getting ready to come in. And you know, like when you get like a really big stretch and then your body kind of tenses up? Yeah. That happened, but it was in my neck. Ooh, and I was like, like a oh, Charlie horse in your neck yeah, kind of thing. Like, yeah. I'm not even in the door. <laughs> and my body is not cooperating. So, yeah, I, I will always do warm-ups. Yes. Yeah. It's very good for you. Like it just gets your body moving a little bit. Mm -hmm. Get you stretched out a little. Like do I think the it gets me out of my head too. It kind of helps me make that transition from whatever's happening outside yeah. of jujitsu into okay. Jiu -jitsu mode. Like, yeah. It gets me into jujitsu mode and gets my head there as well as my body. Yeah. That's very smart. That I need kind of switch. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. What's coming up for number four? Number four take notes. How did I know you were going to say that? <laughs> you know, I'm a big advocate for note taking. Mm -hmm. I still take notes on every single class. So I'm teaching them. So I'm not writing down the moves as you know, like mm -hmm. you would as a student, but I'm writing down everything I teach. I'm writing down who's in class. I'm taking notes when I watch you guys roll so that, you know, like 
if somebody comes up and says, hey, what can I work on? I'm like, actually, I was watching you last night. And <laughs> here are <laughs> 79 <laughs> things that you can do better. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but, you know, like just take notes like it's going to help so much. Just honestly, the act of writing it down is going to help you. Mm -hmm. And then being able to go back. There are multiple times that, you know, like Rissa and I will be talking and we're like, what did Christina Barlon teach us at that first time she taught at Girls Gone Gee? And mm -hmm. they were like, okay, what belts were we? Because that's how we find which, yeah. uh, <laughs> which notebook it was. And we find that notebook and we get it out and we go through the things that she taught at that seminar. Mm -hmm. um, or, you know, like if we have a question about something that we want to teach for a class or something, like we've got it written down somewhere. So I highly recommend you take notes. I also recommend it from a coach's standpoint in that if you're writing notes, you're probably less likely to be talking on the line, <laughs> which I don't know if that's a problem at every school, but uh, kind of is a problem sometimes at mine. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you're writing notes, you're probably less likely to be talking to the person next to you, which also means that the people around you are able to pay attention better. So really that's making all of us better. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, like someday, even as a white or a blue belt, Someday you may be teaching a class. So having those notes to go back and look at and just, you know, like you could be like, okay, I'm teaching class tonight. I'm going to recreate this whole class I did in 2017 or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, I think it can be really helpful for you now, for your teammates and for future you. How do you organize your notes? Because especially when you've been teaching and training and all of the things, as long as you have, I would imagine there are just gazillions of notebooks everywhere. There really are. There are. And I don't know, I'm sure that lots of people have much better ways of organizing it. Like I said, one thing I do is I change my notebook with every belt. Mm -hmm. So that helps me. And those notebooks, I, most of them were the belt color. So that Smart. helps me to easily be like, okay, this is my blue notebook from my blue belt. Gotta get a new notebook. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so that's helpful. So I only write on the right side of my notebook mm -hmm. for notes from class. The left side or notes from a seminar. Because I'll mm -hmm. still take full notes if I'm participating in class or seminar. And then the left side I have more for kind of big ideas or, you know, like notes to like, I have been missing this detail. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to write that in the left side. Because for me, like those are like the highlighted sections a little bit. So those are the yeah. things that like I tend to go back and read more than just my step-by-step -step notes. Mm -hmm. And then at the top, I'm typically writing like the overall theme. So like in the notebook I have now for teaching, I'm writing, okay, the theme this week is passing or the theme this week is escaping and getting to a sub, you know, like something like that so that I can quickly go okay, when did we work on that type of thing? There's no real more organization for me. I have seen some beautiful notebooks where like every time they were learn something from side control, they go to the side control section and they write it all out in that. Oh, um, yeah. Like having like a tabbed notebook. Mm -hmm. I love that as an idea. Just not Yeah, how I, I feel like it. I need to color code them because yeah. my notebook is just, I mean, there's notes in it, yeah. but they're kind of a hot, unorganized yeah. mess. You could easily take a highlighter and like everything yellow is side control. Everything pink is mount or, you know, mm -hmm. like whatever. Yeah. Just to kind of be able to quickly go through and, you know, like, when did we do this? What do we do for mount? Yeah. How do we escape or how do we sub or, you know, maybe that's your two colors. Maybe it's like, you know, escaping position or submission. And the other one is, you know, attacking or 
maintaining yeah. or something like that. So, Okay. If you're listening to this podcast, I'm super curious about how you are organizing your notebook. So are you color coding it? Are you doing it by date? Take a picture of it or message us, um, send us a DM on Instagram and let us know how you organize your notebook. But we'd really love to see it if you Mm want to share a picture and then tag us. Definitely. Because I need some ideas. Yes. I wonder if there's like a Pinterest page for jujitsu notebooks. (laughs) There might be. Yeah. I don't I've even know if I want to go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get me on Pinterest. I'm yeah, it's all over the place. <laughs> um, I've been wanting to design a jujitsu notebook. So if there's, you know, different ways that people like to organize it, that would help us design yeah. one. So that would be really cool. Yeah. All right. Okay. We are all the way to number five. You like the drum roll? I do. I yeah. like it a lot. Yeah. Sounds so musical. Sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What is number five? Number five is roll with intention. And that has a lot of different aspects to it. Like if you're getting ready to compete, you're keeping track of the points in your head while you're rolling. Mm -hmm. Um, So that means you have to know the points. (laughs) Right. Um, Which I quiz our people on all the time. And I have to say, I appreciate that because it makes me stop and think. A lot. Yeah. Cause like I'll teach a move and try to just be like, okay, how many points do I have? And it might not be anything you get points for, which mm-hmm. I think is what gets people the most. Cause you're like, you just asked me how many points. So it has to be something. Uh-huh. And then some people are trying to be like, okay, is it zero? Like with like question. And it's like, yeah, that's just an escape. Great. Nice. You know, like, but I think it's really good. And I, for me as a coach, it's helpful to see how far off base people are mm-hmm. and how much that, you know, I wouldn't have known. I was teaching at another school for several years and um, there was like a purple belt there that thought UPA was a sweep. Mm-hmm. And like, had I not done the quizzes, I wouldn't have recognized that he had that like misinformation. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's good to know the points. Absolutely. Another thing is like keeping your game plan in mind. So if you, you know, again, are getting ready to compete or even if you're not, if it's just your training game plan, you know what you're trying to go after. Mm-hmm. Jiu-jitsu is so much. There's so much to it. So if you don't have that like all right, when I'm in guard, I'm going for these couple sweeps or these couple subs. Then you get in guard and you're just like, oh my God, what do I do now? Yeah. It's, you know, like just one of those things where if you don't have a roadmap, you don't know how to get to your destination. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And then one other thing is just like being strategic with who you roll with. Yeah. Knowing what you're going to accomplish that night kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's, you know, I'm going to get in a couple really hard rounds with these people, or I'm going to get all the rounds and really, you know, difficult. I'm going to choose the top five people in the room that Mm -hmm. give me the most trouble or Mm -hmm. whatever. Or maybe it's like, okay, I'm going to get two hard rounds in and then I'm going to grab a new person and I'm just going to maintain guard. And then I'm going to get two more hard rounds in or whatever it looks like, but do it with intention and don't just kind of be willy nilly about it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that those are my big recommendations about rolling with intention all together. I like it. Thank you. And what I like is that this is this is not anything that we haven't said before. Absolutely. This is absolutely no new information mm-hmm. at all. But I find that I always need to be reminded and to keep even some of the most basic things top of mind. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It helps a lot. It really does. It yeah. really does. Especially, you know, Just things that either 
aren't habit or have kind of fallen out of habit. Mm -hmm. You know, like sometimes you'll be like, you know what? I used to always have a game plan. I used to be so good about it. And then I kind of just like threw it out for a little while and I never got back to that. Like I need to get back to it. Or like, I used to be so good about being hydrated, but you know, like I've just, life got busy. I stopped drinking water. Yeah, I need to get back to that. Like it just kind of reminds you how to kind of come back to that good spot. Yeah. I go through cycles with my notebook. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm so good about it. Mm-hmm. And other times I'm like, oh, I'll write that down later. Yeah. And later never comes. Later never happens. <laughs> no, it's good. I need to build it back into like part of my routine of like, it's the first thing I do when I get to the car. Like if I'm keeping yeah. track of, you know, notes from my roles and that kind of stuff. And then sometimes if I've forgotten to write things down, but I'm like, oh, I got to remember that. I will pull out my phone and just record it in like the notes app. Yeah. So that I don't forget. Yeah, definitely. That's good. Um, one of my favorite like aphorisms is something that can be done at any time is mm-hmm. often done at no time. So it's oh. kind of one of those things where you're like, I'll just write it later. You're never going to do it. Right. I have a lot of those things. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We all do. Okay. So let's recap. Number one, eat right for your body. Number two, Hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. Number three, warm up. Number four, take notes. And number five, roll with intention. Yeah. All right. I think that's a really good list. I feel very good about that list. Way to pat myself on the back because I came up with it in a couple of minutes, but (laughs) still feels right. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, it's all good reminders for me. So I I think it's a very solid list. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Okay. How about an on the mat tip for this week? I mean, really, it feels like this whole podcast is on and off the mat tips. It's a giant on and off the mat tip. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I think go back and re-listen and you'll get it. (laughs) Um, I mean, my off the mat tip is not a tip at all. It's just a get in touch with us. Yeah. You know, like send us a message. Let us know how you're doing in your jujitsu journey. Yeah. Let us know if any of these tips have helped you, but like get in touch. And also, if you have any questions or ideas for things that you would like to hear us talk about on the podcast, we always appreciate that. Absolutely. Or reels you would like us to make. Oh, We've yeah. done a few reels. So if, if there's something you'd like to see, let mm-hmm. us know. And you can find us hanging out on Instagram at Beauty and the Gee Podcast. And I'm out there at Brassy Broad Jen. And I'm AJ Klingerman everywhere you go, unless you want to find me at Role Model. <laughs> <laughs> and we will see you on the mat. Beauty and the Ghee is a production of the Brassy Broadcasting Company and brought to you by Role Model Grappling. We remembered. You did. I was taking my headphones off. <laughs>